Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, my kids have taught me a lot. Sometimes I'm very optimistic. I tend to look for silver linings and they've both been pretty sobering for me in that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, highlighting, I would say, especially the challenges that they're facing and I think all their friends are facing. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. Momming today with Lauren Branch Loss of Used and Summer Camp for the Arts about summer camp. <laughs> Lauren, good to see you. Summer Me camp, too. I mean, does it exist? What is going on? Uh, great question. So um, the decision to open camps is not going to be up to the camps themselves this year. Um, instead, the guidance will come from local governments. So whether it's counties or states, um, right now, We're located in Suffolk County, so we're awaiting guidance from the county and from the state of New York. So I'd say, is there going to be camp? It's still a question mark. Um, And I think we will see some camps open this summer for sure. Um, You know, Connecticut has said mostly camps can reopen, but everybody's looking for, for guidance. So if you're a summer camp, how are you gauging how how to do things differently, whether it's a day camp or a sleepaway camp to make parents feel comfortable sending their kids? Well, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. So we are first looking for the guidance from the CDC. So the CDC is due to release guidance for day camps as well as other types of institutions about reopening. There was a draft that many camps saw. So we have a sense of what it's going to look like. Um, But what's really lucky for camps is there is an association called the American Camp Association. There is both the national group as well as local groups. We're part of the tri-state group. Um, Well, sorry, technically we're part of New York, New Jersey's group. So Mm -hmm. the American Camp Association is interpreting the guidance that will come from the Centers for Disease Control. And um, it'll provide a lot of detail, um, recommendations for arts programs, for the social distancing and different arrangements for busing, for how to set up your health office, et cetera. Have you gauged parents' level of comfort with sending their children? I'd imagine some parents are like, look, we got to go back to work or we have to better work from home. It's difficult to homeschool, entertain kids and work. So we really need something for the kids to do. Weighing that with with safety. Where do parents stand on the issue? So we have, so we're a large camp community. USDAN typically has about 1,500 students in the summer. So we've been in touch with our parents, especially during the month of April and early May. So we reached out to the full community. We had the best response rate we've ever had for a survey. 
And one of our questions was around our family's comfort level, sending their children to camp at that moment in time, which was last week or the week prior. And at that point, actually two thirds of our family population was still unsure or undecided. So only a third of the community, of our community, was feeling confident about sending their child to camp this summer. And that's to a day camp. What needs to happen for that two thirds to, to say, okay, we're ready to do this? Oh, I would say, you know, from what I'm hearing and seeing from our population, um, some people are definitely not going to send their kids to camp no matter what happens. Um, I think they feel they want to make a personal choice, not just to focus on their own family's health, but to make a personal choice to minimally participate in public interactions for the foreseeable future as Mm -hmm. an effort to support public health. So I think there's a a portion of this region that um, won't change their minds for months, many months ahead. And I completely respect that decision. Um, I think for others, it's really about seeing how we, and I imagine other camps that they might send their kids to, are redesigning their program to match the needs of um, student engagement and student education today. Can you talk about some of that redesigning that that families can expect to see if and when camps do open this summer? Absolutely. And um, we're in the process of redoing our work. Um, We'll release our full program for the families right after Memorial Day and then give them time to decide if it suits their point of view. But for instance, I can give you some examples um, about our program. So typically at USDAN, we're at summer arts camp and um, the children are as young as five and as old as 18. But starting with those in second grade, they choose their own schedules. They take three different classes in different arts disciplines and they choose what they are. So they might be with three different groups of kids during the day. Plus, we typically have a large live performance, either professional performance or student performance in a large amphitheater every day. Plus, um, students have lunch. So there's at least five different points in the day, typically, where students are with varying combinations of kids. From what we're seeing in the guidance, that's not going to be safe in this environment. So what we're looking at is more of what we're thinking of as an intensive model, really where the students will go to one studio. Our spaces, our learning spaces here are all called studios for different art forms. So they'll choose their primary studio and all of their um, education and social life will take place in that studio. There may be different teachers who come in and out of the studio. So they have different art forms or different focuses within one art form. But um, I'd say the main point is instead of being in five different social groups over the course of the day, Um, most places, including ours, um, will offer an opportunity for kids to really be in one social group for their their season. Will kids have to wear face masks? You know, from what we've seen so far, I don't think so. But I'm I'm hesitant to say anything with certainty because, like I said, the guidance still isn't out. Um, But we currently are not planning for that. We do expect all of the employees will likely be wearing masks all summer. You know, I, I never went to sleepaway camp, but I, I just went I, regular day camp. Mm-hmm. And camp is all about, you know, kind of no schedule in a way, being creative, getting dirty, just doing all that stuff that your mom won't let you do at home or you're not allowed to do in school. It's this sense of freedom, freedom right. with your friends. And as we pivot to camp during coronavirus, 
it just seems the antithesis of that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the best thing we have going right now? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think a lot of the discussion has really been around whether or not it's going to be better for kids to get to somewhere new this summer, even if it's pretty restricted, or stay at home. So all of the directors I'm hearing from and other camp staffs, including our own, um, we're really just weighing, you know, in a way like what is essential for the kids themselves. You know, even if it's not the typical experience, is it still better? So, for instance, we're on 140 acres of wooded property. Um, It's incredible. Just we were saying, you know, the trees are showing up this summer. Like there might be some things that aren't the same, but the trees are still going to be here. So, you know, the question is, is it still worthwhile? Is it still important for kids to have some of the experience, even if it's a different kind of experience. And maybe there's some creative constraints that we're looking at that can really lead to some innovative and exciting kind of once in a lifetime opportunities for the kids too. Hold that thought. We're going to have more momming right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on We're Momming today with Lauren Branch Schloss of Uzdan Summer Camps, but she's also a mom of two, two teenagers, a 16 and a 13-year-old currently living in New York City. And and Lauren, I'm curious, how is that going? Um, you know, I have to say as a camp director, it's really helpful to live with kids right now because, <laughs> um, you know, that's not an abstract question of what's best for the kids right now. I really see, or what might be best for them this summer. and you know, how psychologically they're prepared to endure some constraints. Um, You know, my kids have taught me a lot. Sometimes I'm very optimistic. I tend to look for silver linings and they've both been pretty sobering for me in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, highlighting, I would say, especially the challenges that they're facing. And I think all their friends are facing with the decreased social life that they're having. That's for me, the main thing I'm observing. Um, Mm -hmm is that their social relationships and their social experiences are just dramatically different than they used to be. Um, So that's been helpful to see as a priority. And their screen time, I take it, is way up? Yeah, of course. It's part of their school day. um, And it's the best way to socialize with their friends. So 100%. Uh, I I had a question. I I don't know if you could answer this about your camp or what you're hearing from other camps. Will fees be the same or will there be an effort to lower prices to perhaps convince more parents to send Junior to camp? You know, I've not heard a lot of discussion about that, to be honest, in the field. It doesn't mean it's not taking place. Mm -hmm. I just can't report out on it. Got it. But I think it's a legitimate question for families to ask their camps. Now, we are a program that offers, we're a nonprofit. And we have a mission, which is to instill in young people the desire to creatively contribute to the world for the rest of their lives. And we are very focused on not discriminating based on class or finances. 
So we offer a very robust scholarship program. About a third of the students come on scholarship, and we're not changing access to scholarships this year. So I can answer from our perspective that we're aiming to really make camp financially accessible to anyone who wants it. We also launched a good neighbor discount for anyone living in the 12 zip codes that are within five miles of our location, just because we knew early on that the local option might be the best option for many families. So we're really trying to make sure that the price is not prohibitive because there's enough concerns and restrictions right now for the families. That's awesome. That really is. So I take it, I could be wrong, correct me, Lauren, if I'm, if I am, uh, but are you an artist? Because my question is, people in general who, who plan camp activities, but you're an art camp and a mom, what creative um, activities can you share to help moms and dads out there who are just sitting at home saying, I have run out of things to do with my kids because that's uh, what we are. And I have a nanny uh, who's very creative, like very, very creative. And I'm pretty sure she's running dry too. <laughs> well, I would say my top recommendation is join Summer Starts Now, which is a program that we started in the first week of quarantine. Um, you can go to our website, summerstartsnow.usedan.org. And every week we put up new content and we send out weekly picks just to address this specific issue. So there's some pre-recorded teaching, some live teaching, some prompts, and we're sharing plenty of content from arts organizations that we love and respect. So that's our curated picks for how to keep your kids creatively engaged. But honestly, even if you don't want to take the extra effort to look out for something, my general advice is just take time in your family's life to do it, um, adults included. It's very hard to find the time right now, but really even on weekends, like just to take the time and just check in and see what everyone's going to do creatively that day or designate Mm -hmm. a time for your family to just do that and take out. A colleague once said, this is a time for um, needs, not once. So you might lack fantastic art supplies or um, props for your plays or your instruments might be locked in school, but just to use what you have, um, and like I said earlier, just think about these issues as creative constraints, not constraints. You know, so just take time, join Summer Starts Now, use what you have. And honestly, I've just noticed that the people who are engaging creatively seem to be doing the best right now. So it's a real form of like uh, support for your own mental and emotional health as well as for your kids. My cooking has been all about improvisation. improvisation (laughs) and and creativity because no, I mean, it used to be like pre-coronavirus. Oh, well, we don't have that. Let me run to the store and get that ingredient. And now you can't do that. So, so, um, yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Keep on going. We, um, as a, as an office staff, when we were working together in the office, we make lunch together every day and we, um, we're pretty organized with the shopping, but often by the end of the week, it's what you express. We just figure out what to make with what we have. And um, it's called the garbage meal. And it's usually just such a good meal because you don't know what's going to come, but it's amazing. Um, at, at this point in coronavirus, I think we're about seven weeks in for things here in New Jersey where I live being closed. And uh, almost every activity my children were in has offered some mm. sort of zoom option and i am I'm, I'm at the point where they're not doing anything on the computer aside from occasionally watching youtube mm-hmm. i i feel i i know it's the best alternative that we have it's a way to connect with other people 
but the engagement level over a screen, it's just for my kids, it's not working. They're not Mm -hmm. into it. And it's just lost its pizzazz for me. In the beginning, I think we were gravitating towards it to maintain some sort of connection with somebody else, whether it was a house party or a FaceTime call or, Mm -hmm. or like I said, Zoom. But now I've really pushed away. And like I said, the only screen time that they have is when I let them watch videos. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing that from anybody else or experiencing that among your kids I, who I'm sure they're older? They're probably on, on the screen a lot more. <laughs> no, I would say, um, yes, I am hearing that. And one, we actually heard that even from our own families when we surveyed about their interest in paying for online content this summer that, you know, they're really just saturated with opportunities that are online. And actually earlier today, we were having a working group on online programming And one of the issues that came up in my breakout room was really using online as a prompt to get offline and how, especially the longer we sit in quarantine, the more important that's going to be. So really just check in to get ideas and challenges and instructions and then check out and go do your work and your creative engagement offline and then check back in and report out and share what you've done. So I'm definitely hearing that. And it's really an important issue because um, we won't know the effects of all this time online until it's really over. So it's important to just be conscientious about um, the dosages. In the meantime, thank you. And good luck this summer. And good luck to all the moms (laughs) and dads out there hoping to send their kids to camp. Have a good one. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.